Yo, 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 back again, Elite Step Podcast, live from my headquarters, my gym, the strength box, ready to drop another episode for you all. I still get actually so gassed when I say I've got my own gym, you know, it still hasn't quite, quite sunk in, but enough kind of like bragging for me. Let's get to what we actually came here for, the next episode of the podcast. So what I found over the last few weeks, actually, um, doing these, these podcasts is these shorter formatted ones, so the ones that are kind of around the 30, 40 minute mark, seem to be a lot more helpful for you guys um, in terms of what you can actually take away. Um, You know, even for myself, when I'm listening to stuff, I tend to zone out after about 40 minutes. So we just want to make sure that this is giving you exactly what you need. So the business one I did, that went down really well, really, really well. That sort of like mini series type stuff, which I am going to, don't worry, you guys asking, I am going to drop a second part and a third part to that, but just going to space it all out just because don't want to give you everything you want. Need to keep the crowd coming back, as they say. Um, so this is kind of on a similar theme, this one. This one is going to be on conditioning. Now, as I always say, there's no point me going on and on and on and on and on and you guys not taking anything away. So... When I plan this out, what I've decided I'm going to do, again, is just make it like a short, sharp, 20, 30 minute episode of me talking to you lot again um, and just about conditioning and overview. Just excuse that noise in the background. There's actually a police police car coming back. It's authentic though, isn't it? It's authentic. Um, so I'm going to give you an overview of what energy systems I use or I develop at certain times of camp and just a couple of methods that you can use um, for each of those. Real simple, real easy to digest. I'm not going to go into it too deep. And then what I'll do on sort of part two, part three, we'll go into like testing. We'll go into what them energy systems are, the processes and, and why it's important and all that sort of stuff. But today I just wanted to start with a real short, sharp intro into this and give you guys again stuff that you can take away and implement straight away so on today's episode we're going to run through aerobic system we're going to run through the lactic system and the alactic system right you'll hear me call it lactic and alactic it's just like your glycogen and your atp system i just took that from books that i've read it's always mentioned it as lactic and alactic but that is just like your glycogen and your um ATP system, so that's just a different name, but it's what you preference really on that. Uh, and just on a side note, actually, before we dive into the conditioning thing, uh, next week I have Chris Kirk coming on, who is a very, very, very intelligent guy, much more intelligent than than me. Um, he works at Liverpool Uni, someone I've been in touch with over the last sort of couple of years, talking about um, different things. He works a lot with the MMA scene, so getting Chris on, we're going to talk a lot about the science behind it. As I say, he's much smarter than I ever will be. So he'll be able to give you a lot more information on, on the science behind conditioning, actually. And, and one of the interesting points that we're going to talk to, um, and the reason I really wanted to get him on, was his definition of combat sports. We, we've often heard it described as a high-intensity intermittent sport, but he has a flip view on that, that actually combat sports isn't intermittent in 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 sort of heart rate and what that's doing it's intermittent in action so actually he has it as a high intensity endurance sport and from the data that i've seen from heart rate monitors and sparring and things like that i would tend to agree and we've had a conversation about it really really interesting stuff if you look at 
boxing and combat sports on the whole. It's intermittent in actions in terms of throw combos, go for a takedown, recover, all that sort of stuff. But in terms of um, what's going on inside the body, it tends to be up in the red zone, up in that high intensity zone and just stays there. So it is more of an endurance board, but that's a conversation for next week. But I just wanted to give you a head up on that one. Let's get into it then. As I said, I don't want to make this episode any longer than 20 20 minutes, 20 seconds. Probably won't be able to give you enough in 20 seconds. 20 minutes long just to give you guys an overview of energy systems, where I put in certain things and and a couple of methods behind it. And what I actually want to do at the end, because it's a question I got on Instagram when I put out, is there any questions for this? Uh, Most of them are going to apply to other episodes. But the one that stood out for me is how to juggle what I want to do or what you want to do as a coach in terms of your conditioning methods and what's going on in the boxing gym and you know a lot of boxing gyms and MMA gyms have their group runs and all that sort of stuff so we'll touch a little bit of that on the end and how to find a balance between what you want to do what the boxing or the MMA trainer wants to do what the fighters are doing in the gym and what they're doing with you how not to overtrain how to make sure it's still giving them what they need though right so let's just say Athlete X is 12 weeks out for a fight. Um, that's a good amount of time, 12 week, quote unquote, off camp. Uh, what, what do we do? How long for? And what are the methods? Right. So the first three weeks, and this again is just what I have. I've refined it. And again, in a year's time, it might look different to this, but this is just what I've found works for me and gets me good results. And actually on a side topic, um, when I give you these methods for each of these as well, it's important that you use it specifically for what the athlete needs i I put something on my stories uh the previous week last week i think it was where i said the biggest gap in snc that i see is that conditioning coaches have their methods and they kind of fit the fighters into those methods and just go through it like that with the strength side of things you know we do the testing we find out where they're weak and we apply the program around that find exercises that are specifically for them around their weaknesses around what they need but conditioning for some reason isn't done the same way it's like here's our system we do this at this certain time the athlete drops into it so i'm going to give you methods that i use for certain times and certain energy systems and then it's deciding which one you need for your athlete and again going into next episodes we'll talk a bit about testing how to find weak links and and stuff like that but a go overview keeping it short and sharp right now 12 weeks out 11 weeks out 10 weeks out so that first three weeks of a 12-week camp the things i'm looking to get my guys more efficient at is basically building their aerobic capacity right increasing their lactate threshold so the point at which they start accumulating high amounts of lactic and, and basically entering fatigue, we try and increase that and increasing or improving their lactic power. They're kind of the three things that I, I, I tend to want to do. Reason being, if that only goes up, especially on the lactate system, they're able to train at a higher intensity um, without fatigue and essentially, right? So lactate power, lactate threshold and aerobic capacity is what I would usually use for, um, for the first three weeks. In terms of the capacity, that's your slow, long duration type stuff. So there's a couple that I tend to use. One would just be road runs. Your fighter's going to do road runs anyways. 
but just giving them a target. So 180 minus your age, keep your heart rate there, go for 30 to 60 minutes. Nice and simple. If someone's an efficient swimmer, they can do swimming there. If they want to go on a cycle, they can do cycling there. It's all about that heart rate, heart rate, sorry, low intensity, longer duration, building that aerobic capacity. Another one you can do on that is tempo intervals, which is going to basically be around that 70, 80% heart rate, right? So you're going to go at that for about 15, 20 seconds. You're then going to go 45, 40 seconds down to 50% effort. And every time the clock hits a minute, you're going to go back up to 70% heart rate. All that does is increase the endurance of like fast twitch fibers, promote blood flow, really good for recovery as well. Uh, Tempo intervals are, they're actually really good post sparring, but that's something else you can um, add in. Another few that I kind of like, which is almost cross between aerobic power and aerobic capacity is doing like um, six minute intervals where you might do a 12 minute run test. This one's really easy if you've not got any um, equipment. 12 minute run, find out what their um, distance is and then do six minute intervals, two minute rest, six minute interval, two minute rest, six minute interval, trying to get above 50% of their 12 minute run total distance for all three reps. That's a really good one to build aerobic power and build aerobic capacity as well. Threshold, we keep nice and easy. I normally use a treadmill because you can uh, dictate the tempo a bit. If you're on the road, your heart rate spikes up too much, to be honest. If you've got a lab test, you can find out exactly what heart rate um, is for your threshold. If not, just work around that 70 to 85%, somewhere around there. Um, Probably that 70 to 80%. Um, The easiest one I do is this eight minutes on, three minutes rest for three rounds. You can go 10 minutes on, have a rest, do two rounds. You can go 15 minutes, two rounds, obviously changing up, developing the volume and the intensity as you go through it. And then lactate power, that, that's nice and easy. Well, it's not easy to do, that's for sure. Um, but with your lactate power, it's obviously the difference between capacity and power is just interval time, duration time. So you want to keep the rest times really high. With the lactate power stuff, we probably want to be looking at a one to four, one to six work to rest ratio. So if you're doing, say, 30 second maximals, which is uh, something that we use on the air bike or assault bike, 30 seconds on, you probably want to have about three to four minutes rest off the back of that. And as I said, method for that, 30 second maximals, Uh, on the assault bike that's my preference because it allows them to go all out sprinting again high risk of injury assault bike doesn't have that you can go maximal doesn't leave you fatigued you can push hard um, and it takes the load off of running as well so that'd be my my um, my preference but you can do it 30 second maximals on sled you can do it on curved treadmills as long as they can sprint effectively and efficiently on on a curved treadmill I've always found from my own experience that my athletes kind of hold something back because they don't trust the curve enough so the assault bite there would be my my preference as i said but the importance is building up lactate getting more efficient at dealing with it and, and keeping those work to rest times exactly where they should be if you rest for too short a time the quality is going to drop real real quick and then the next I'm just looking at my sheets now. One, two, three, four, five weeks. So this would be nine weeks out to five weeks out. 
we swap up our focus, right? So this is probably the bulk of camp, normally speaking, um, when a heavy sparring and all that sort of stuff. So the things we're looking to improve here are aerobic power, which is essentially your VO2 max. So that's that high, high intensity for longer durations. Um, your lactate capacity. So we've gone from building lactate power. Now we're going to try and endure that for a longer period and repeatedly anaerobic capacity stays in so you'll notice aerobic capacity stays in the whole way through camp usually as like their one a week road run at low intensities so that's nice and easy but again 180 minus your age keep your heart rate there so it doesn't become a lactate run doesn't come too fatiguing with the aerobic power as i said it's higher intensity than aerobic capacity shorter durations work to rest ratio normally if you Work for two minutes, you have a minute off. If you work for three minutes, you have a minute and a half off. If you work for four minutes, you have two minutes off. So it's normally you're working for twice as long as you're resting, right? So the ones I like on here are red zone intervals. So three minutes on or four minutes on at 90% and above max heart rate. And then resting for half the interval time, doing between, you know, four to six reps of that. You can use um, the six minute intervals I spoke about. They, as I said, they cross over. They're probably more aerobic power, to be honest, where you're trying to get probably about that 60 to 70% of your 12 minute runtime in those six minute intervals. You can do one where this one actually I really like where you do five minutes, five minute rounds, but each minute you go up by one kilometer per hour. So you might start on something like 13 or 12 or 14, wherever it is. Minute one, you do 14. Minute two, you do 15. Minute three, you do 16. Minute four, you do 17. And then you finish minute five, you do 18. Rest for two and a half minutes. And then you go again for three to four rounds. That's another really good one I like. Um, but as I said, the normal ones we use are those aerobic power intervals. Uh, we, we in Sheffield, we use the bowl. We do a lap of the bowl, which is pretty much takes about two and a half to three minutes, but it's in that max uh, heart rate. It's like that 90% and above. Um, and of course, if you're in camp, as I said, this period of time where we do this stuff is in the bulk of camp. So they're sparring as well. Now, if they've got good quality sparring, high level sparring, you're probably going to tick off their aerobic power needs. If it's not, if they're better than someone, for example, it's probably not going to be. So that's why monitoring as well heart rates during sessions is so key. So, so key because there's no point in doing something twice or three times or four times if you only need to do it less than that, right? You don't want to be ticking too many of the same boxes. You want to be filling the blanks. So just as a, a side point, that's why it's important to make sure you know what's going on in each of those sessions. The third one in this period, lactic capacity. So as I said, we built lactate power or the focus was lactate power before. Now we're going to build that lactate capacity. So that's basically the difference is shorter rest times and longer interval times, right? So you're, you're improving your ability to repeat bouts of explosiveness using that energy system. So one of my favorites that I've had um, a lot of success with and started using over the last six months is incline sprints on the treadmill or you know if you can do it outside again it's harder to monitor and keep tabs on everything so treadmill incline probably on about three you don't want it too much of an incline just from sort of like uh, ankle and tendon health but about three incline 30 seconds on max effort with a minute rest you can do eight rounds have a three minute rest and do another eight that's one that i found really really good also, with the incline, you're going to get a little bit of muscular um, 
work there as well, not just cardiovascular. And often in fighters, it's the legs that get heavy. So at the same time, you're going to be improving the local muscular endurance, their ability to buffer out lactate as well as getting it um, from the cardiovascular system as well. So that's one that I've really had. You can then transition that into, you know, 45 seconds on, 45 seconds off. So a one-to-one work-to-rest ratio. You can do 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. And then as you go into sort of like maybe the last few weeks of camp or that block, you can go to 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off or 30 seconds on, 15 seconds off, sorry. So where you're working for twice as long as, as you're resting. That's a really good one as well. And then the last four weeks of camp, it's all about really a lactic energy system. A lactic energy system, as I said, is your ATP system. And that's going to improve your ability to be explosive, recover, throw combos, recover. Really, really sport specific, hence why it's the focus of the last few weeks. So again, important that you keep the aerobic capacity in as well. You don't want that to, to dip off. Normally, we, le- we lose our speed qualities first, which is why we train it all the way up to, to fight night, which is basically what this alactic stuff is. But we keep that aerobic capacity in, but just managing the volumes a little bit. So with alactic capacity, you, the, the world is your oyster on those ones, to be honest. You can do sprints. You can do assault bite, you can do what bite, you can do battle ropes, you can do medball slam, anything that is explosive, anything that's maximal effort. It has to be maximal effort because with this energy system, it involves the less or the least processes of them all, which means it's harder to make changes, right? So that's why it has to be maximal effort, which is why, again, I do like the air bike, the assault bike. It allows them to go maximal. Um, and and a, a protocol on this that I like to use, um, you know, so first of all, we'll develop power. So we'll maybe do six seconds on with a minute rest. And then as we transition through the block or through camps, we start to increase the interval time from between eight and 10 seconds, going up to 12 seconds and reducing the rest time from that minute, coming down to 40 to 30 to then 20 seconds before they fight. So a good example of, of that on an air bike just before camp might be something like eight to 10 seconds on max effort, 20 seconds rest, doing like eight to 12 reps, having a two minute rest, doing another eight to 12 and they could even do a third one on their peak week. That would be a nice little um, uh, session on, on the air bike and assault bike for that. But as I said, with that one, it's all about just maximal recover, maximal recover. Now, that's a real, real brief, quick overview. Hopefully, you've got some ideas of what sort of stuff you need to be implementing and, and how and, and how a camp is usually set up and you've got a rough idea now. The last thing... I want to touch on before we sort of drop this this little episode and as i said i will go into more detail in the weeks coming but i think that's a lot for you guys to take in see our camps planned out see what energy systems we prioritize with a couple of methods for each of those but the question that i sort of mentioned earlier and it was a really good question is how do you balance what i've just said in terms of what i want to do and then in terms of what the boxing coach the mma coach might be doing so I can only talk through experience, as always, disclaimer from me. Um, but the, the, the Sheffield guys is a real good example to answer this question. So I'll just talk about my experience with them. When I first started working with all the fighters, of course, I had what I've just spoke to you about, what I wanted to do. But they were already doing three runs a week. Okay, So it would be very, very stupid and almost a bit disrespectful for me to walk in and be like, right, guys, you're not doing those runs anymore. You're doing what I'm saying. 
one it's assuming that the 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 coach didn't have a clue what he was doing when actually I found out and when I looked into it and what they were doing he knew exactly what he's doing he was pretty much periodizing their conditioning as I've just explained which is like massive praise to Grant because he was doing that at certain times I was like yeah it's perfect um so it's assuming if you go in and you try and change everything, it's assuming that the coach doesn't know what they're doing and also that you're going to get buy-in from the fighters. If I said to the fighters, look, you're not doing any of that anymore, you're going to do what I say, but they've always felt fit and they've always done rounds easily, you're going to create a bit of tension there straight away. So what I did was I took a back seat. I went in and said, right, let's just do what you guys always do and I'm just going to monitor it. I'm going to put heart rate monitors on you. I'm going to write down how many reps you do, what the rest times are, what part of camp you do this in, and build up a little uh, method sheet of what you do as a gym. Take heart rate, find out physiologically what it's doing and what energy system it fits into. And I built all that data, strapped the lads up, the heart rate monitors, and built up a nice uh, picture of what they do at certain times and what energy systems that actually was. And then all I did off the back of that was just say, had this conversation with Grant and just basically said, look, that one's good. That run that you do there is perfect for, you know, the six weeks bulk of camp. As I mentioned, we do the bowl for aerobic power. It takes about three minutes to get round. They have like a minute or so rest and they do, do about six laps. So that fits in perfectly. We can tick that box. Don't need to change it. It's giving the lads what they want, what works but it's also getting what they need at certain times in camp. And, and then it was just using them, putting them in. And then once we had that, I then built up the specificity of what the weaknesses were of the fighters and saying, look, it'd be better actually if he did this at this time of camp and he did this at that time of camp. And they got their individualized program off the back of that as well. It wasn't a case of just saying, right, I like this method. You're all doing it. It was giving them what they need at certain times based off their weaknesses. So to answer the question of how you balance it, I would say don't go in guns blazing. Go in, assess what they do, get as much data, as much reliable data as you can in terms of heart rate zones and, and all that sort of stuff. Build a picture of what they're doing and see where that fits into camp and try and give them as much as what they want as possible with a sprinkle of, of what they need and what you want as well. That's, that's where the, the game is. But what I would say what you don't need to do is go in all guns blade and say they're not doing any of that, they're doing it my way. Obviously, if you go into a gym and it's just three times a week, long, steady road runs, you might want to change it up a little bit and have that conversation. But it's really important to build rapport, first of all, and, and make sure that you build that relationship. Because through time, when you build the trust and you see results and everyone sees results, they'll trust you a bit more to take a bit more of a, of a lead with it. But I would say go in, get data and then go from there. So, yeah, that is it, I think. I think that's it. I think that's going to be good. I'm actually now currently the beautiful day in Leeds, actually. The weather's been so nice. So I'm actually um, outside sunbathing a little bit while I film this. So... I hope that's given you a good overview of how you'd outline a camp, what energy systems you'd look to to focus on at certain times in camp and a couple of methods for each that you can use to incorporate. But as I said, we'll go through that in a little bit more detail over the next few weeks. But for now, guys, that is it. 
I'm going to go enjoy the sunshine, get a nice coffee, go for a walk before I've got afternoon clients. But any questions, as always, do not hesitate to drop me a DM, slide in them DMs, ask me questions, give me any suggestions you want for when we go into it in a bit more detail, um, and we'll go from there. But enjoy this beautiful weather as much as I am. As always, as well, just on a little side note, I almost forgot, if you could drop onto Apple Music, Spotify, whatever it is, and leave me a review of this podcast if you found it useful. That would be unbelievable. I want to try to start building up them reviews. So that would be great. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch you on the next one.